to be in your presence. You, Let your word glorify your people. Let Satan be terrified. Amen. And let your name be glorified. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Jam your hands as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual is life. Don't look at this small boy that is standing before you. There is a word for you today, and I believe God will touch your life. The color of your, of, your, of, your, of your body might not change. Your height might not change. Maybe your bank account might not change. But I know something will change in your life, and your life will never remain the same. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank God for this privilege to stand before God's people. I want to thank the chaplain of Chapel of Priests. Please celebrate her. Celebrate a mother, a queen. Hallelujah. Mommy, thank you very much. I want to thank the chapel, um, chapel rep and the ex executive. I want to appreciate you guys. Lastly, I want to thank you that are seated before me here. Now, just the thought that you wake up every morning and um, you're able to pass several churches and walk down, trek down here, most of us. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's just love, the love for the church. Just celebrate yourself. 
celebrate yourself. You are important. Hallelujah. Let's open to the book of Third John quickly because of time. Third John chapter 1 from verse 2. Third John chapter 1 from verse 2. Please, media, let's work together. Third John chapter 1 from verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Hallelujah. Because of time, I will just... I was supposed to dissect um, the, 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 the different compartments of the soul, but I will just list it out as, you, as we believe God to lead us. Number one, another compartment now, the compartment of the soul. My topic today is titled The Excellency of the Soul. The Excellency of the Soul. If you have pen and paper, wow, it will really help us. The Excellency of the Soul. Wow. Number one, the, and the, the diverse compartment of the soul is number one, you have the will, the will, the will. That's why Jesus said, I wish this cup can pass over me, but not as I will, but as you will. So there is the will of man. Number two, compartment of the soul, please listen quickly, is the emotions, the emotions, the human emotions and feeling. Most times, um, we come to church and we, 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 we are moved by emotions. And we think most times it's the leading of God. Meanwhile, or most times we feel God is leading us in a particular way. Meanwhile, God is going the other way. So most times we are, we are, we, we are moved by feelings. That's another compartment. Now, the third compartment is the intellect. The intellect. Now, this is the, um, the area where you, you, it's all about your reasoning and logic. Your reasoning and logic. That is why it is possible for you to see uh, a professor. And he, or it's possible for you to see somebody who has read the Bible from back to back, from cover to cover. And still tells you all he finds is not, is not the word of God. All he finds is um, criticism. That this is not possible. This is not possible. This is not possible. It's the intellect. Many people operate under these levels. The intellect. Now, when education, most well, since we are students, so I wrote here, when education is superior to the, to the word of God, then you become an, an intellectual herbalist. Intellect, intellect. So education is as good as long as you keep it submitted to the standards of the world. Education without God makes you an educational, you, you, are, you are educationally obscure. That's why if you look at the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 from verse 4, talks about the people who, who, who thinks about intellects. Number four quickly, the imagination. Second Corinthians 10 from verse 4 to 5 talks about the imagination casting down imaginations and every eye thing that does not give glory to God. Under this subjection, on, to subject it under God. Hallelujah. Quickly, num the, last, the, the last one in the compartment of the soul is the memory, the memory, the memory. Now the memory is, an, is a gate of our, of our soul and mind. The devil intends to capture the memory. That is why a lot of people have uh, um, past. They can only remember um, bad experience. Now for you ladies, you can, you can see. For, for example, we watch movies. Now a lady who has been battered and shattered in relationship. Hallelujah. Now she has gone through diverse disappointments in the relationship. And as such, when most times when the real man turns up, she is like oh, this one. Because of the memory, the memory. 
Hallelujah. Now let's go to the, the, to the main point today. Now what does the excellency of the soul mean? What does excellency of the soul mean? Number one, the complete soul. Colossians 2 verse 10. Media, Colossians 2 verse 10. Excellency of the soul, number one, it means the complete soul. Colossians 2 from verse 10. It says, and ye are complete in him, in Jesus. No, now once, once one whose mind reality is complete is and is simultaneous, this a complete soul is one whose mind reality is complete and is simultaneous to the physical realm. Hallelujah. Number two, what does the excellency of the soul mean? Number two, it means the intact soul. One whose mind is 100%, whose 100% mind duplicates Christ and it is simultaneous to the um, physical realms. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, the intact soul. Number three, quickly. What does excellency of the soul mean? It means a flourishing soul. Psalms 92 from verse 13. It says, They that be planted, planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish. So the excellency of the soul, number three, means a flourishing soul. I, I might be fast. Just try and follow me. So a flourishing soul is one whose mind is rooted, planted in God, constantly flourishing, bearing fruit in Christ. Number four. Excellency of the soul, it means a prosperous soul. According to Third John 1 verse 2, he says, he says, I wish above all things that thou may prosper. So, a prosperous soul is um, an excellent soul. Number five, what does excellency of the soul means? It means a succeeding soul. One whose mind has possessed good success both in physical and spiritual and is what stable in Christ a succeeding soul the last who is who what does excellency of the soul mean the last means the revived soul all right let's go to Luke 16 Luke 16 so while I was just thinking the Lord brought this scripture to my heart Luke 16 from verse 19 now John thought John 1 verse 2 says beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospered. Now, look, let's look at Luke 16, verse 19. It says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple, purple and fine linen, and fed sumptuously every day. Verse, verse 20. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores. Move on. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sauce. 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died. Let me open. And was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, prosperity is the will of God for every child of God excellency of the soul prosperity is the will of God for every child of God he says I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health and be in health even as you what your soul so I said prosperity is the will of God for every child of God now I, again good health is also the will of God for every child of God now 
God is interested in your all-round success. What do I mean? In your finances, in your academics, in your relationships, in your families. God is interested. God is interested. He's also interested in giving you good health. It is your rights. So, now the Bible says, Third John, Third John says, I wish Paul was speaking. So, I wrote here, the wish of Paul on the life of the believer or the wish of God on the life of the believer is not enough to make it come to pass. The wish, wishes, the wishing to prosper or succeed in life is not enough to make you prosper in life. Don't forget, friends, nothing in earth, nothing happens in the earth, nothing happens in the life of an individual except man takes responsibility. If you're writing it, it will help you. If you're writing it, it will help you. Nothing happens in the world today, in your life, except man takes responsibility. Now, it is possible to prosper in your finances. It is possible to prosper in your academics. It is possible to prosper in your, in your, in your family and have good health. But your soul is sick. Your soul is sick. Look at Lazarus and the rich man. Hallelujah. He says, a certain man, a, a certain rich man. Now look at the Bible. The Bible says he was describing this man. This man was rich. The Bible says this man was clothed in purple. Do you know what it means? We ladies that wear dresses, we value colors. He says this man was clothed in purple. I thought, I, I, when I read it, I thought the, the, the color purple is a lady's color. I didn't know that this man, he was a rich man. He was wearing color, purple. And he says, fine linen. And he said, he fed sumptuously. That means what happened was, he was in good health. He was in, he was in, he was in perfect health condition. Every day, every day. Verse 2 says, and there was a certain beggar. A certain beggar. Named Lazarus. So I wrote here, outward prosperity and inward poverty renders the finished work of the cross null and void. John 3, 3 John 1 verse 2. Outward prosperity, outward prosperity and inward poverty renders the finished work of the cross null and void. See, outward, physical um, wretchedness also. Now, this is part, now the opposite side of it. Please don't get distracted. God is here to bless us. Now, outward, physical wretchedness and inward prosperity renders the rulership and dominion mandate for us in Christ Jesus. This is, this is, this is talking about um, Lazarus. Now, this is the, 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 these are two people. These are two people. Now, why Paul was speaking in Todd, Todd John 1 verse 2, he's talk, he was now, and now referred to this, he was talking about two kinds of people. Two kinds of people. Outward Lazarus, outward physical wretchedness, but inward prosperity, inward holiness, renders the rulership and the dominion mandate for God, of, for, for us in Christ, useless. Now, I wrote here, Lazarus was righteously poor. Right? Lazarus was righteously poor. He was pure and holy in his mind, but pure, poor and wretched in the, physical, in the physical realms. 
like I said earlier on, the will of God for every child of God, for your generation, is that, that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospered. I will strike the balance. But two, now the rich man was richly poor. He was rich and satisfied in the head realm, but sick and poor in his soul. Sick and poor in his soul. Sick and poor in his soul. Many of us, God will help us. Many of us, we, our, our souls are sick. Many of us, uh, we, we, I, 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 I'm aware that most of us come from very rich homes. So we, we have been blessed with provisions to the extent we, we, our, our, our souls are, are dying. Now this rich man, the Bible says, verse 20 says, And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Now look at it there. The Bible now, it says a certain beggar. Verse 20. Now let's go to let's go to 22. Luke 16, verse 22. It says, And it came to pass that the beggar died. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels. Look at it. Is that not is that not um, a misnomer? Something that is does not correlate correlates. A beggar, a beggar died. He was poor. The Bible says dogs came to lick his soul. And the Bible says when he died, angels came to carry him. Angels came to carry him. That is why I said that outward physical righteousness and inward prosperity renders the rulership and dominion mandate for us in Christ Jesus. It renders it useless, 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 useless. Poverty in any realms does not depict the God we serve. Poverty in any realms. Poverty in any realms. It does not depict the God we serve. In our academics, it does not depict the God we serve. It does not. It does not. Your academics might be sick. It does not depict God. That does not mean that was not the plan of God for you. That was not the plan. The will of the devil. Okay, let me continue. I said poverty in any realm does not depict the, the God we serve. The prosperity of your finances on earth is limited without the prosperity of your soul. Your soul, your soul, the prosperity of your finances on earth is limited, is limited without the prosperity of your soul. Being being in perfect and sound health in your body is also limited without good health of your soul. The good health of your soul. The good health of your soul. Like I don't forget when I started, I said there were compartments of the mind. Please let's not throw that away. The will, the emotions, the intellects. The imaginations and your memory. Those are, those are the complete things that makes your mind. That makes your mind. So the will of the devil is to keep you half full, half empty. Now, the, now you, you have notions today. What do I mean by half full, half empty? Is either you are succeeding in one way in your life and you are failing in another way in your life. In your academics. In your finances. The Lord delivered, the Lord, I'm saying this as a testimony. The Lord delivered me through God's word. He delivered me in, in my finances. In my finances. The Lord told me, uh, he told me with all due respect, he told me, remove your eye from your father's, whatever he sends you, remove your eye. He told me, remove it. Because it was becoming like, I, I was, I was, I was, it was tying me in my neck. Can you imagine? 
don't want to mention a lot of things but the lord delivered me and when the lord delivered me i i started to understand the ministry of hell the ministry of hell it is the wrong thing for you to to have the mentality that you will manage and finish no 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 say you manage you will you will finish school and at the end of the day you will struggle you will struggle and strive you become blessed and you will struggle you get married you struggle you buy a house you struggle and and, and you, you you're able to buy a car you struggle and struggle through life you struggle to send your children to school no that's not the plan of god for your life that is not the plan of god for your life the Bible says, we will live in houses we build not. Hallelujah. The will of God for your life. The will of God for your life. You will, you, the Bible says, the hidden treasures of darkness is our portion. The will of God. The Bible says, you are the salt of the earth. Now look at the earth as a pot of soup. Without you in, with us, without you in the earth, it is impossible for the, for the soup to make sense. You are the salt. You are the salt. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to be emo emotional right now. I'm not trying to, to motivate you. Please just listen. The, the Holy Spirit will minister to us quickly. What to do to have an excellent soul because of time? What to do to an, have an excellent mind, an excellent soul? While I was sitting down, what to do? What do I do, Holy Spirit? What do I, what do, I do? He told me one thing. Number one. Alright, let's go to Luke 16 verse 21 Luke 16 21 Luke 16 21 Now this was Lazarus Please let's look up This was Lazarus The Bible says And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus Which was laid A certain beggar Number one his location was He was laid Now his location was that He was laid at his gates The location of Lazarus was too bad his condition was too bad. Verse 21 says, And desiring, 21 quickly, and desiring to be fed with crumbs. Lazarus had one, one kind of mindset. He desired, he desired. Now, somebody who, 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 was, who was carried by an, by an angel but was desiring to be fed by, 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 by crumbs. Do you know what it means for um, when you go to, when you, when you, when you go to um, the, the supermarket and get a bread, now, a sliced bread precisely, now when you carry that bread up, what happened during production, there is always um, vibrations and all of that, so I can't really explain. So when you carry the bread, or what happened when you do it like this, the crumbs falls down. That was what, that was, that was this guy's uh, mindset. He was desiring to be fed with crumbs. A lot of us are feeding in crumbs. We are not in where God wants us to be quickly. What to do to have an excellent mind? Desire and pant and chase after God. A lot of us don't have the desire. The Bible says in the last days, many shall be lovers of themselves. There is no desire anymore. Psalms 42 from verse 1 says, As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul, my soul, so pants my soul after you. There is no desire again. There is no desire. Do you think because you are a woman, you should not have a desire for God? Desire for God. To have an excellent mind. Do you think people just walk into an excellent mind like that? You can't. It's impossible. An excellent soul. An excellent, an excellent, an excellent will. An excellent emotion. An excellent... What? There is no desire for God. 
the, how much you did. Number two, quickly, let me just go quickly. Number two, Romans 12, verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2, quickly. Number two, what to do to have an excellent mind, an excellent soul. He says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. It is the responsibility of the child of God to renew his mind. Sitting down here. Now, if you are lazy, if you are rebellious, and you don't, you don't renew your mind, you will still be a Christian. Let me shock you. You will be a Christian. But at best, you will live your life half in the spirit, half in the flesh. Half in the spirit, half in the flesh. Half spirituality is full carnality. Hallelujah. Her flesh is full canalism. Canalism. You will live your life open. You will live your life half spiritual, half, half flesh. That is where all, all of, all, most of us are operating. We come to church, lift up holy hands, and, we, and, and when we live here, we, we go back the same. And we, when we live there, most of us, even in our phone, sitting down here, when you go back home, the songs you sing, the songs you dance, half spirituality. You can't operate half spiritual and half flesh. The Bible says that it says if you are neither hot or cold, it says you it says you if you are neither hot, you're not hot, you are not vibrating. Number two, you are not even cold. Let me know what to even do. If I can send help, you are not cold. It says I will spit you out. I will spit you out. You are neither hot or cold. Half spirituality. The Bible says, I commend you to the word of grace that is able to build you, build you up and give you an inheritance. Sir, it is the word of God that makes men. The word of God that makes men. No man can be helped who ignores the word of God. No man can be helped who ignores the word of God. So the moment you ignore, you reject the word of God, you have terminated the creative dimensions of God in your life. The creative dimensions of God in your life. So nothing will ever be made in you. So if the reason why you, you don't study God's word is because it is dry. Get ready. You'll be fried. You'll be fried by the enemy. Prosperity is the functions of the word of God. The will of, of the devil is to keep you half full, half empty, half spiritual, half truth. There is something, let me tell you, there is something called canal Christians. A canal Christian is one who is born again, quite alright, but who never renews his mind or disciplines his body. But rather, he does not discipline his body to come in line with the new birth and rights, privileges in Christ. Hallelujah. Now we have all kinds of people in the church. The, 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 the church is like a hospital. Now we have all kinds of people in the church. And their number one problem is the head. The head. The head. Yes, they are truly born again, but they don't spend time correcting their pattern, their thought pattern. Number three, quickly, what to do, what to do to, to have an excellent soul. Desire to know, follow the ways and principles of God. Our God is a God of principles. The God of principles. We run on the wings of knowledge, but if flight, but flight belongs to those who practice the principles of God. The principles of God. Quickly, number four, and last, what does it mean? What, 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 will you, what will it take to have an excellent soul, an excellent mind? Be a covenant practitioner. A lot of us don't practice the covenants. A lot of us don't, don't practice the covenants. 
God cannot hold a man serious that is without a covenant with him. That is the difference between you and another person. A covenant practitioner. Any man that wants to future in the future with God has to first be ready to enter a covenant with God. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Media give me Luke 16. Verse 24. Luke 16 verse 24. Luke 16 verse 24. And he cried and said, Father Abraham. This was the rich man. He says, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus. We're going to be lifting our voice quickly and say, oh God, have mercy upon me. In any way, my, my mindset has, uh, in any way, my mind has, has been sick. My soul is sick. Have mercy upon me. Lift up your voice right now. Forget about your neighbor. You might be having a neighbor, but your neighbor is not your future. Your future is your future. Mind your business. Say, Father, have mercy upon me. No matter how righteous you be, open your mouth and say, Father, have mercy upon me. Living the life of half full, half, half, half empty, carnal Christianity, carnal Christianity, have mercy upon me, O oh God. The rich man asks for mercy. He says, in Jesus' name, he says, send Lazarus and that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water. Verse 25, and Abraham said, Son, remember thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. Receiveth thy own good thing. You don't collect your share. We're going to be lifting up our voice. Just lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. You have some prayer points in your heart right now. The word has come to you. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. If it's not in your presence, if it's not by your hands, if it's not by your spirit, don't let me have it. For everything I need is in you. Father, lift up your voice and say, Oh God, every, every of my mindset, every of my mind that has been sick, Oh God, Father, restore, restore unto me in completion, restore unto me. Lift up your voice, every area, any compartment of your mind that you need healing. Say, Oh God, let there be a restoration in my mind. Let there be a restoration in my mind. Don't be carnal. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. In any compartment of my mind that have been carnal, that I have missed it, oh God. Repair. Let there be a restoration. Let there be a revival. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your people. We thank you for your word. We bless your holy name. Glorify yourself. We worship you. What a great time in your presence. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.